At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. It's Isabella Lumbeck here, the world messenger, and I'm inviting you for another epic episode of Legacy Leaders Show and podcast. I have a privilege and opportunity to be with a legend, living legend that is entertaining the globe, uh, Marty Ray Projects. Marty Ray Project is someone, if you guys did not hear yet, absolutely extremely talented man that with his group creates so many beautiful coverings of very popular song, but also his own songs that he writes, right? And then at the same time shares all these great gifts with the world. So without further ado, let me uh, hear directly for Marty Ray Project. Marty, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. What a great intro, but you sh probably should have left the legend part out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're having so many legends that we're losing to, you know, in life, but we also have so many living legends and you're definitely one of them. So just get used to it. Man, um, that's, that's something. That's a great compliment for sure. You're welcome. And I'm not giving it lightly because Wallet and I focus on legacy leaders and people that are truly breeding, eating, and exuding uh, leadership uh, traits and the way how they shop in the world and you shop with amazing gift but also the way you treat people and 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 who you are as a human being that that tells volumes so I just want to say um, thank you for again showing up today I know you're very busy but I guys want to share this blessing and gift that Marie Ray project is offering to so many of us and I want you if you did not discover him yet to discover him now yes please discover me <laughs> marty do you mind just sharing a little bit about your upbringing about yourself before we go into some amazing work you've been doing sure i i'm long-winded so if i go a little Please. longer than you want be sure and cut me off just wave your hands or something and i'll, I'll wrap <laughs> it. but uh yeah so i was People ask me, as, as you did at the beginning of the show, before we started recording, did you learn to sing? I, I've never learned to sing anything. I, I don't know if I do it right. I kind of just came out of the womb singing. God allowed me to have that gift somehow. I grew up mimicking other artists, so I literally was just trying to sound like other people that I was a fan of. And throughout my life, I wanted to be like my my family members that were live, that were singing and writing songs for the church and things like that. And I wanted to do that. And they kind of, they kind of made it seem as though I wasn't really talented enough to do that. And that was fine. That's their opinion. And I believe that that was for a reason, uh, because had, had they embraced me, then there's no real telling what could have happened. I might've hit the road at 18 years old and became a, a drug addict or who knows what would have happened. There's no telling, but, uh, nonetheless, I wanted to be like them and, and sing and write music. And I would sing things and send them to them. And they were always kind of like, eh. And then in my family, my whole family, we were kind of raised to believe that the only way you were going to make a living, you were going to make any kind of money was with your hands. You couldn't really anything that had to do with entertainment you weren't really going to make a living doing that. That was just a hobby. So we were taught that and trained that not, not just in my, my family, but even in my, my school was kind of that way. If, if you, if you were, there was very few teachers and there, I'm not going to say every one of them, but there was a few that, that said that you can be more than what you think you can be or something like that. But, but for the most part, it was kind of a, a place where you were trained to dream within your city limits so within our city limits, we had a steel mill, which was called Newcourt, still there. One of the biggest produce, steel producing factories, I believe, in the, in the world. But nonetheless, that was a good job, and it still is a great job. But you were kind of taught to, this is how you make it in your city. This is how you do it. You 
you graduate and you get a degree or you either get a job there or you get a degree that will give you a, a better job there. So it was always about getting a job there. And it was never about, and my dad always owned a business. So it was either I was going to try to get a job at Nucor or I was going to work for my dad, and which is what I did for years. I worked for my dad. And then I ended up, because I was born in Memphis, raised in Arkansas. And then later in life, I started, I moved back to Memphis and started running my dad's record service. It was actually there that I made my first kind of uh, uh, music video that went kind of viral for, for the time for me, you got like 30,000 views. And, uh, at the time I thought, wow, this is something, this is crazy, but I should have, I should have said before. And then I mentioned, uh, I'm used to mimic people. And, and I, when I started thinking, well, maybe I can be a, maybe I, cause I sounded good to myself, but I thought maybe because they never thought I sounded good, that I was just one of these people that heard themselves speak or heard herself sing, but they thought they sounded good, but they really didn't, you know, those people. So. <laughs> like my singing in the shower and it all sounds fantastic. And God forbid anybody hears is like, oh my God, <laughs> earplugs, please. <laughs> you far from that, you far from that. You have amazing gift. So anyway, uh, to sum it up, the, uh, the I remember the day that, Cause like I said, I was mimicking people and I ended up getting a, a Mac computer and it had a great, it had garage band on it. And I started recording myself that way, but I, I still had never really heard myself. I'd never really heard my voice cause I didn't know it. And my cousin and I went to the church during a holiday. We were just, it was just he, he and I there and we hooked it up and we had a vocal booth, which was essentially just the office. And we had a vocal booth in there. And I said, just play something play any any hymn that you can find and he played great speckled bird and i had no reference to go off of in my head i'd never heard anybody sing it so i just started singing along to what he did and that was the first time that god ever showed me my voice and it was like uh what a beautiful thought i've been thinking concerning a great speckled bird so as soon as i did that it was like this is, this is something else happening here. And God was like, there's your voice. And at that point I was like, I gotta, I gotta do something. And I gotta at least see if this is what he wants me to do with my life. So I started making videos and, and that, and the rest is history, but I'm, I'm still trying to, I'm still doing the same thing, uh, making videos and hoping they get attention. So that's where we're at today. When did you start it when you don't mind just sharing when was those the first record label when you were saying also you went a little bit viral at that time? Uh, what, what year was that? I'm horrible with time frames, so okay. the year would be so hard. Uh, I'm the worst with that that type of stuff because you can I, something could happen two years ago and it feel like 10 and 10 years ago it feel like two to me. I don't know why that's the way it is with me. No but, problem. No problem, but it was a little while ago, obviously. And then since then, obviously, I mean, with now with new technology and everything and access and availability, you guys start, you form the band, right? So do you mind seeing, uh, sharing with the audience that they're not familiar how the Marty Pro uh, Ray project got created and what that means, you know, and, and, and what that encompasses because you also have phenomenal podcasts. You have so many things that you're doing and great merchandise and great social cause and, uh, great people you're collaborating, working with. So it's just so much to unpack there. So do you mind giving a little bit insights how this started and then what that blossomed into something you today? Well, I, the first, I took the last $3,000 I had in the bank after I did a video with Great Speckled, for Great Speckled Bird. And that one got some attention. I don't remember how how big it got, but it got some attention and at, the, at that time, I was actually still in Blavo working for my father, and, and people started calling the shop and saying, man, I really love that. That moved me. That song moved me. You should do an album or whatever. And I had these songs that I had written and uh, didn't have the money really to do anything with, but I took the, uh, the last bit of money I had, and I went, and to, I went to Nashville and made a, the first record, which was Countryman. And it was uh, four songs originally when I first released it. And then I re-released it in 2015 with a fifth song on it. It was originally released, I believe, in 2008. But uh, I re-released it in 2015 because I wanted to put another song on it. 
and uh, the it all started there. And I kind of thought, well, now I'm gonna now this is right here. This 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 record. Somebody's gonna hear this. And I was trying to get a record deal at the time, and I thought that's how you make it. You know, quote make it. And I was wrong. That's not how you make it. That's how some people do, but that's not what God had planned for me. So as I went on, they didn't want me at the time. And I'm sure like, I just had a conversation with a guy earlier today. And, and at the time I said, they didn't want me then. And I'm sure now I could go into any record label and probably get a record deal if I wanted it, but I don't want them now. You know, I don't need them now. So mm. at, at the point it goes from there and I'm thinking I'm handing this CD out. I think I'm going to make it at that time by handing this CD to other to famous artists, other artists that are famous that have made a name for themselves, And, and I had no fans, but there's a story actually of how it's very, very divine. It, it, it's hard to believe it's true, but people like BB King actually lifted me up back when I had no, no fans at all. They, when I was getting ready to quit, uh, people, there's people like BB King and Charlie Daniels and these guys was, literally lifting me up and it was kind of like keep going man keep keep doing it and and so I kept going and here I am today the the uh prod the band I started as just Marty Ray but then I was trying to put a band together as far as a, a, a band that was always with me I still don't have that to this day it, it just became a project of the project came about because it was like I was always rotating different musicians. So it was always whoever, whoever was available and it's still kind of that way, but I do have one constant now that's kind of always with me and that's CJ Wilder. So everybody should definitely go check him out. He's amazing. Um, so he's kind of the only constant as far as band member that I have. It's, it's typically me and him when we do a show and we usually do acoustic shows. So it's usually always he and I, but the reason project was tacked onto the end was because it started becoming start off as just me. And then because band members were rotating all the time, I was like, this is not real. I'm the only real constant of this band. So it's Marty Ray. And then it's a project. And then when my fans got on, I started saying, this is, I started seeing that this was actually a project of, cause I had forgotten all about the record label at this point. I was like, okay, let's see how far man can go. An artist, how far can an artist go without any record label, just God and his fans behind him. Let's see how far he can make it. And we're still we're still in this experiment. Wow, wow, that is powerful sharing, guys. For you that you're not again aware of at least some of the stats, check his fan page on Facebook. I, how many millions you have followers now? I mean, it's insane. You have I don't like have millions of followers. I, I have all together um, across all platforms. I have about one point two million, but uh, all together across all platforms, numbers wise, as far as video views is probably 200 plus million something like that that but is amazing your fit youtube channel is insane i mean i'm like checking your websites checking your merchandise checking all the like covers co different covers that you did of famous artists and you sound in my mind way better i'm just like oh my god i could just close my eyes and just listen even you know like you can visualize it just so much energy behind it and and passion and drive and, and, and that sometimes like some songs, I'm just surprised because you have such a range of voice and covers you have from Dylan to ZZ Top to the, some beautiful lighter stuff and, and, and everything just, it's like, you feel like it's different person. So then I look, I'm like, that's really you. You did all this. It's like, how is it possible? Yeah, I don't know. I, I just sing from the heart is all I know how to do. Like, like I said earlier, I don't know if I do it right, but I just know how to come from the heart with it. And that's why I don't do, I don't do requests unless it's like a live show. I'll do a few requests in a live show. Uh, but I don't do requests as far as, Hey, people, people send me requests all the time and I don't do them unless it's a song that already, that I've already heard. And it moves me, you know, because if it don't move me, then it ain't going to move you probably because if I don't like it, then you're probably not going to like what I do with it. So that's what I tell people all the time. I say, I don't really do request. People say, I'd love to hear you kill this song or you would crush this song or whatever. And I say, man, I appreciate it. And I'm glad you want to hear me do it, but I don't do, I don't, I mean, even if I did take requests, I could never get to all of them in a million years. Wow. I, could not, I couldn't get to every request that somebody sends me. So I always tell people, I'm like, I'll just do 
I just do whatever songs move me. And then I also, I have a thousand songs that I want to do myself. Fantastic. Yes, that you writing, that you have your own relics, and they're phenomenal, and they're very powerful guys' words. And definitely, specifically during the times when we cannot go to live events and concerts, he's creating uh, concerts that you can attend virtually. And just seeing the library and then seeing opportunity to do that, you're doing that once a week, right? You have, you have some stuff you're doing once a week and then once a month, I believe. No, just once a month, but we've once actually... Okay, okay. But once a week, you're doing things with your podcast. Is that, is that, is that what I'm... Yeah, every week. Okay, every Wednesday, we have a podcast that releases, yep. And do you mind telling our listeners, uh, because I, I listen to a few, and, and it's like really awesome how you... Uh, I just love when you also sing, when you talk, when you share a different perspective. But for everybody, before you dive into podcast stuff... I just wanted to guys point out what we're having here at hand. Somebody who was rejected, somebody who was not accepted and adopted in the traditional sense and then made it on its own and never gave up. And, and when I love about what you said, it's just perseverance. And sometimes we, we need that fuel. Sometimes we just need one person to believe in us, right? And, and sometimes that's only us. You're like, you know, yourself, right? Nobody else. And that inner work that you do with the God or, or spiritual work or whatever that is. And, and, and I love what you said earlier also. I just want to emphasize on that. Right now when you made it, it's game is over. You don't need any more label because you're doing the disservice to your listeners and to yourself because now you have even more autonomy to do what you wanted to do and how you wanted to do it and with whom you wanted to do it. And I just want to kudo you that you stay consistent and authentic with that. That is power in most competitive industry ever. I just want you to realize that, Marty. That Thank is amazingly powerful. You're right. I mean, in the beginning, for me, the only person that believed in me was God. And it was, it was just me. Like I always tell people, God honors effort. If he gave you a gift, don't bury it. And when you go after it, he'll honor it if it, if it was what he put there for you to do. And uh, in the beginning, there wasn't many people that were like, hey, go after it, get after it. But there was a few. There was a few. I'm not saying there wasn't any. But uh, as far as my own family, not my immediate family, but my own family, I don't want to make it seem as though they were hateful people. They were uh, just realists. You know, they were just people that, like a lot of families, they say that's that'll never happen. That's just crazy. <laughs> My dad would always he he always said I was I was good, but he said to make money in that won't happen. Even now that I that I actually do it full time and I make money, I'm not rich by no means. But even though I make money doing it, he uh, he still says because I always say I say Daddy someday I'm gonna bring you I'm gonna bring you uh, down here to Nashville and you're gonna move in I'm gonna buy you a house and whatnot. And he goes. I'll be dead before you're a millionaire, you know? And it's like, you know, how do you know? I could be a millionaire tomorrow, daddy, you know? And uh, there's been times when it, I've been very close to having that, that one thing that I tell people at, at any moment in my life, because of how many feelers I have out, how many avenues I've created, at any moment, any of those could make me a millionaire. In, in the blink, in the twink, in the blink of an eye, it could happen for me that quickly. And, uh, but I'm not struggling by no means either, but, and I'm happy about that. I've sold a lot of music and I've made money on, I still make money on YouTube and things like that. And that's how you have to do it. I've also been an actor. I, I act and I've been on national television acting as, a, as having roles and shows like the preacher on AMC and, uh, zoo on CBS and, uh, the detour on TBS, but uh, something you said earlier, you said, uh, um, we were talking about making it right. I'm actually writing a book called, I don't know when it'll be finished, but I'm writing a book called how to make it without making it. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. Because people have a conception of what making it means to them, but making it is actually relative to the person. And sometimes people that actually quote make it and they're on top of the world, they're the most depressed people in the world. So they technically haven't really made it. And then my, in my eyes, they could be the richest people, the most famous people, but if they're living a depressed life and they're not happy, then did they really make it? You know what I'm saying? And if they follow the blueprint or the official way, what that means societally, like, like we were talking about success, it's relative what that means to different person, right? And not everybody fits that kind of uh, model 
and mold and it shouldn't because then it will suffocate it will never really let to shine and right now when you have the autonomy that you go when your heart leads you where your passion leads you when your inspirations come from with the great lyrics with the great songs why not to be original why not to be authentic why not to be you because that's your legacy that's really something that you're passing on generations to come that never goes away and, 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 and I'm glad you mentioned how versatile you've been in terms of also being in a film and, uh, you know, because you are leveraging, again, communication, your voice through singing to communicating, acting and everything else. And that is also very admirable because a lot of times people are very linear in one area. And, 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 and that also shows we live in times where we could cross pollinate, we can be in so many different things. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to if you... If you're going to truly be independent at anything, you better have many sources of revenue. Revenue streams should be a lot, but it's, it's really nice when you can have all these different revenue streams and each one is something that you actually enjoy. That's really special. That's a blessing indeed. So I love to act. I love to sing. I love to write. I love to, uh, perform. I'm trying to, th I was trying to literally in my head, think of all the different revenue streams I have acting, performing, uh, merchandise. I love creating merchandise, uh, all those different things. I actually write for just started this, this, uh, this year started writing for, or at the end of last year, started writing for a publication, a, a small little magazine, local magazine here. I write a little article called the beat. That's, that's really just me highlighting other artists or other entertainers that don't get the, the platform that they should get, that they deserve. So I'm, that, I'm that, is, that is amazing. And one of the things we were talking earlier, even, even right now with platforms that are changing, they used to be um, very conservative, for example, LinkedIn. Now it's very social and very interactive where they want to know to people, you have opportunity where you can put those posts in the blog posts and share with audience because right now entertainment industries expanding and changing and shifting and access to artists and different talent and their skill sets it's, it's just now it's almost like yeah do we need our agents in which form and shape we do we need it for right because um a lot of times we can just have a natural connections with others and a different platform and i also love what you said that you primed that you can make very quickly a large amount of money because obviously that, because you, you, you did your work, you already be known, you already uh, established yourself, you already diversified your, your skill set, And I think that's the one of the most beautiful things that you're doing again and fueling based on the right reasons, not to chase the money, which I feel like a lot of people are making mistake. Well, Abraham Lincoln said, if you give me 24 hours to chop down a tree, I'm going to spend the first 23 sharpening the blade. So that's very wise because it's the same way with, uh, with prayer. Jesus said, go to your father in your closet, in your secret place and ask him in secret. And outwardly he were, will reward thee. Mm -hmm. It's like your preparation is in your closet or, or before you, start chopping the tree down. It's you got to make, if, if the, the sharper you get your blade, the better prepared you are, the quicker that tree's coming down, the more your the more prayer you, you have in the secret place, the stronger you are outside of it. So that's kind of how everybody should be really living their life is embrace the preparation because the preparation is the actual part where you get the drive from and your faith is built from. Because once you achieve whatever it is you're working for, then you have it. Then what do you do? Then kind of, it's almost like you're, you, you have a, people say their purpose feels gone once they achieve what they were trying to achieve. So then they got to create something else. So I think, and, and this is, I try to live my life to where my purpose is actually other people that I breathe for other people and not for myself. So whatever happens to me along the way, I, I'm not trying to sit here and act like I'm uh, not trying that I don't want to make money and I don't want to have things. But in that process, if I lose sight of living for other people, then my purpose is already gone in my eyes before I even made it quote made it. Yeah. So then when I make it, I'm going to be like those other people I mentioned earlier 
that are depressed. They have everything they could ever want, but they're, they feel their purpose is gone. So no matter how far I get, I will always have purpose because I will always, no matter, I could be a, I could be a, a, a multimillionaire, multi-billionaire even, but my purpose is still going to be for other people. So I always tell people if I was a, they said, man, one day you'll be a billionaire. And I say, if I was a billionaire tomorrow, I wouldn't be the next day. Cause to hold on to a billion dollars seems like a very, very greedy thing to do to me. I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could. There's a lot of people going after that status. Like they, they want to be in the billionaire club. I wouldn't want to be in there. You, you gotta, you gotta hold on to a lot of money to be in the billionaire club. And I, I don't want to hold on to that kind of money. I would, I would be helping a lot of people. There'd be a lot of things going on if I was a billionaire. So anyway, I'm not knocking any billionaires. There's some nice billionaires out there. Right. But I'm just talking about me personally. I couldn't do it. I'm with you and I can totally resonate with that because it's just so much, uh, again, great need and opportunity specifically what we're experiencing right now. But I'm also seeing uh, how people lose their own value and toxicity for trying to be something they're not in order to fit in or squeeze or try again to make it right. And, and I love again, how always is our inner guide guiding us in the right direction and the right things to do. And, as, and I love what you also said, take your time, sharpen your skill set. Don't always think about it, pay out, pay out and pay out time. And a lot of times I see younger generations specifically, one is, I want to see results right now. And I'm like, you guys need to put a little more extra mileage here. You just started, come on. And, 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 and patience is huge. I feel like all of what you just shared is such a tremendous wisdom. So for everybody watching and listening, guys, please take these amazing golden nuggets to heart because they are pivotal for your progress and growth. The problem with a lot of young people today are they're, be, they're being taught to fake it till you make it type thing. So they're being yeah. taught just to lie to everybody around them that to act to say, I am a millionaire. I'm this, I'm, I'm this, and I, I own this company. And when in reality, they don't own the company or they're, whatever their time, it's called flexing. You ever heard this term flexing? Yes. Yes, I did. It's called flexing. They, 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 even in rap music, especially in rap music, you have these, these young artists that will start rapping and their very first song is them rapping about how much money they have. They've never even released any music, but all of a sudden they're already filthy rich and have Lamborghinis. And, and in all reality, all they did was they rented the Lamborghini, borrowed it from somebody paid somebody to use it, their house or whatever it is. That's usually how it goes. And uh, that's in a lot of music and that's in a lot of the world outside of music. So I don't encourage that at all. I only speak truth and I only, I only believe in honesty. So I don't like that whole trend. That is how legends are being born and made and, 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 and the great role medals, because I agree with you. We are being also together in some uh, platforms uh, from, from Clubhouse and some of the interesting rooms and where everybody posture, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine figures, deals and situation and money. And every time people have to use that as a differentiator or as authority tells me how insecure and how actually they're not authentic and real because if you are you don't have to lead with that people can easily find and do research so many things are publicly available and then we joke around now it's like it's amazing we didn't even have a no idea america has so many millionaires right but in reality we know that that is not the case and and then also gives very false expectations or sets the tone and false standards for younger generation so if you don't mind, what, what would you give them as advice? Because honestly, you don't have no idea how much you influence. Like a sports, music in general, and films, those are the three areas where people get so much influenced by, by what, what they consume. And now you have insane palette of diversified consumers of your products, of your services, right? So, so you, you also have responsibility that goes with that. And I just love where you sit with that and how healthy approach to that you have. So do you mind sharing what would you tell just youth to really pay attention to so they don't trip and stumble and, and, and really go on the wrong path? Well, I am like, as you know, and everybody listening knows I'm a Christian. So the first thing I tell anybody is I keep God first. So 
I, my sights are set on him first and then people second. So, and I'm not just talking about my own family either. I'm talking about, cause again, we're taught as Christians, we're taught to love the strangers as one born among us. Meaning the stranger on the street is your family. It's not just who's in your house. So the main thing that people should be taught and, and this is not just for youth, this is for everybody is to, when you see a need, feel a need, no matter where it is, not, not, not for videos and not for attention. You just feel the need because it's your duty, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody that's hungry on the street, you can make a million excuses in your mind of, of reasons why not to feed that person that's holding a sign on the side of the street. You can say, well, they probably have already eaten. Somebody's already given them. You can say they probably got millions of dollars or they, they got more money than I got. They're probably, well, it don't matter. If you're not willing to feed somebody, buy a meal for somebody that even, or even it could be a billionaire. They're begging on the street. I'm gonna buy, I'll buy them something to eat. You know, what is that going to hurt? Right. It's not going to hurt that much. So I'm, if, if there's any need like that out there, feel that mm -hmm. and then reap the benefits. Don't, don't tell the world about it. I'm not saying go and brag to the world about what you're doing. Reap the benefits in your, in your public life of what you do in your private life. Don't, don't go in your public life don't live a, a life of, of evil, so to speak. Don't live a life of, of selfishness and greed in your private life and then go on your public life and act like you've reaped the rewards of something you haven't done. Because I believe that people are rewarded. These billionaires, I believe they, they did start off with the mindset of giving because I believe that's why they were given so much. Most of the time. I don't believe all of them, but most of the time. Some people are born into it, right? Some people are just born rich. But my point is, I believe that, that God rewards people that don't live selfish lives. So I would, I would encourage anybody and everybody to never live a selfish life, always selfless. No matter how big you are, no matter how, how much you think you don't be haughty. Don't be full of pride. You're not better than anybody. You just aren't no matter how, no matter how much you think you are, you're not. So that would be my advice, not just to young people, but to everybody, even the billionaires. I don't care who it is. That is so powerful. And, and you spot on. All of us can learn from it. That is such a beautiful message. And I just feel it in my heart that, again, not only it resonates, but it's just great. I'm glad to have this conversation because we're not having these conversations as often as we should. And a lot of times is, uh, again, ego in play. And as a result, we lose chance to connect and human level beyond the titles and followers and accomplishments and the money but, but that to understand what somebody is here to do and how that talent actually can change the world and and how it, then talent can impact the world and right now i can tell you i heard some people that were saying they were crying because they felt not only heart and passion but there was a message the director was speaking to them and those are the moments that you can't put a price tag on it and I'm sure you don't necessarily always hear maybe enough of that. You maybe see through noise through the social media, but, but people are affected by it and they crave and they want to know what's next and what's coming and what are you doing and how are you making that internal energy sustaining to keep giving more and more of yourself in such a profound way? Well, it gets hard every, every now and then it'll be hard and, and you want to quit. You know, I don't think there's, if you're independent, and you and you have one man show essentially, as far as on this side of it. Of course, I'm not a one man show. I have, uh, like I said, a million plus fans. So they are the show. They're the only reason that I have to sing. If I don't have them, then I'm, I'm not going to post a video, right? If they all left tomorrow, then I have no reason to to make music anymore. So them and God, God put me here to do it. So I'm going to keep doing it. But there are days that come up. And you feel like, man, it's so hard because I always, I always say this. I say the greatest enemy that every independent artist faces is the corporate algorithm because the independent artist doesn't have a team of people figuring out how to navigate it. And they also don't have the money to throw at it, to figure it out. So it's, it's always, I used to be able to post a video on Facebook and it would get a million views organically. It was no problem. And now if I get a hundred plus thousand, I feel pretty good about that. And that is a lot, right? But to somebody that for years was posting videos and they got millions, 
then it it it's 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 it takes a toll on you. It it hurts, uh, and I'm not complaining. I no, I got nothing to complain about because it could be a lot worse, and I have a lot of people. But I just hate that I can't reach, that I cannot reach the people that said they want to be reached by me, just by posting something. You see, because an algorithm that's corporate says I want you to pay me to do that. I want you to pay me for you to be able to reach the exact people that said you, they wanted to be reached by you. It just doesn't make sense to me. So it, there's times when it gets hard, but when I get messages that say your music saved me, keep going, your music saved my life. Literally those type of things. If it's just, just one person, but it's, it's, it's been a lot of people and God always sends those people when I'm in a low state and I'm like, Lord, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to quit. And he, he sends somebody to send a message and they say your music. I literally, you, I had a gun to my head. This really happened. They said they had a gun to their head and a song of mine came on and something told them to put the gun down. And I say, Hey, that wasn't me. That was the Lord telling you that. And then that right there alone just says, okay, you got to keep You got to keep doing it. And so things like that, keep me going more than anything else. That's fantastic. That is powerful. Um, with that, uh, on that note, uh, what I wanted to really also highlight, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about your podcast, and we will definitely post the links and everything so people can find you through all these mediums from YouTube to the Facebook to uh, Instagram and everywhere uh, your beautiful content is. Uh, but I'm sure um, you will have a bigger reach because doing interviews as you're doing right now, brings you also exposure to different, even small ripple effect, right? In a different ponds and in different groups with people. But I have to say uh, right now more than ever, we need that powerful voice and we also wanna protect and we wanna support you. So if you don't mind, share a little bit about your podcast and your website and your merchandise because you have some amazing creative stuff and I'm super excited to hear your book is coming, right? You'll be writing a book and you hope you think it will be maybe this year? Oh man. I don't know. I, I, I've been writing it for a long time and it's always been this thing that I never really knew or know if it's ever going to come out or not. You know, it's just a where, cause where do you, where do you, where do you end that story in your mind? Right. Where do you end the, the book? It's like, what number do I need to get to before I can consciously say, okay, now I've made it in my mind. So and I think that number is like a million across, like not across all platforms, like a million fans on Facebook, on YouTube. And then that's where my, that's for years. That's where the number was. I said, when I get to a million on those, that's 2 million plus people that like, that is something that's tangible that people can go at the end of this book. They can go, wow, he really did do something, which I know there's a lot of people that would look now, but I'm talking about people, Cause the idea would be to reach people, not necessarily just people that are below me, like meaning in, in, in numbers, below mm -hmm. me in numbers, not below me as a person, but below me in numbers and, and influence the people that are above me in numbers. So that would be the goal. So I think the only way that works in my own head is to be at a million on each and then be 2 million people. So I don't know though, that I, that's just, that's just a, uh, uh, a guess on my, my part. But anyway, the, the podcast is called the Marty Ray project chats, and it is a reboot of an old podcast I had years ago in 2005, I, 2007, not five, 2007. Like I said, I'm horrible with times, but it was before anybody knew what a podcast was really when we first started podcasting and, and it was hard to get guests to even come on because you had to explain to them what a podcast was. They didn't know. And, uh, we, we did that for about a year year maybe two years and and the co-host i always wanted to have a co-host and so i could we could banter back and forth and it's it takes some of the load off so because the co-host kept quitting i eventually and then i started making a little uh a little leeway in music so i just said well forget it i, I can't do the music and do this on my own so there's no way i can do this so then fast forward years later just last year we started this new one and it's the same exact theme. We just bring in other entertainers. So it's two entertainers interviewing other entertainers about what it's like being in the entertainment industry, right? And it's not just music. 
it's it's acting and music and comedy and wrestling and MMA and we've had people like Matt Sarah and Herb Dean from the UFC. We've had DDP who is a wrestler, uh, WWE and uh, WCW. We've had, of course, musicians. We've had Daryl Worley and Dina Carter, and uh, we've even had some a Netflix show. God has a Netflix show uh, named Slobby Robbie, and he's yeah. a, <laughs> did the whole interview. He did the whole interview in uh, in a Versace bedsheet. He was laying in his bed in Versace bedsheets, and uh, we were just going at him the whole time in those, just kind of trying to embarrass him, but never worked. It was a fun. It's we always have fun. We keep it very lighthearted, and there's sometimes we'll ask a maybe a maybe one hard hitting question, but not most of the time. Most of the time it's just a fun thing and trying to let people know kind of what you're doing here. At getting people, letting people get to know people that they already think they know, but they don't really know. They just know them from a screen or from a song or something, that type of thing, you know. Yes, and get to get to know them from different perspective on a human level, but also share in the circles that maybe not everybody's familiar, but now you expand and create a ripple effect because again, you never know who has not only audience, but desire and interest. And I feel like more than ever, we live in time of, of, of this beautiful collaboration, right? Where we can truly make a difference in somebody's life just by showing up and sharing their gifts unselfishly or, or, or you know, introducing to right people and everything just snowballs. I think that is really what's all life is all about. So it's super exciting to see, uh, you know, first of all, accepting to be on the show, but then have this really, a beautiful conversation and that also is a big huge factor guys because more than ever everybody that i touched or, or talked to or had interaction craves this so guys let's show how that looks like right right i'm with you let's show <laughs> but but now but you also have phenomenal merchandise and it seems like you are behind the creation and design on that as well some really cool stuff. So do you mind talk about your merchant? Because obviously martyrayproject.com, it's website where you also have a snippets of clips of, of many different things, including cool merchandise. So I just saw some things. I was like, huh, this will be really interesting. So. Yeah, I have, uh, I did design everything there besides the, there's a, there's a little, there's a, a shirt logo. That's a baby. It's like a baby version of me. And that is actually a drawing that my daughter drew of me as uh -huh. a baby. And I took that and I got a graphic designer to take her drawing and make a actual graphic out of it. And so we made it into a t-shirt. And, uh, so that's where that one is. But other than that, I designed all the other ones in there, but they're not really, you know, crazy designs. This is a patch hat that I designed with my logo and Marty Ray project. And then there are a lot of the things are called projector. It's like I have a projector hat right here. That's uh projector is just somebody I'm a projector. You're a projector, somebody that's doing, they can be a fan of mine or not a fan of mine, but it's really just somebody that's doing something that's outside the normal world standards of how to, how to live your life. Meaning don't go after this. Like in the world you're taught, okay, if you're going to make a living, the majority of people are taught, if you're going to make a living, get a job somewhere, do that job, work your way up in that job. And again, that's okay. That's fine. But anybody that's willing to do that job, like I did, and then also do something else, go after something else that is a passion in hopes that maybe one day you could make a living doing it. Even if you can't, you still do it. That's a projector to me. So I think that's where one day, Hey, maybe that'll be a brand and people will understand that without me even having to explain it, you know? And, and, and I'm glad you said that because I come from the corporate world and entrepreneurial world as well. And all they always may ask you, what are you working on? What are your projects? It's always this different collabs and different things for, in different types of industry. So you spot on. So that's exactly what you're creating projects around your own nucleus, around your own band and everything you're doing, but also projects that you are echoing and expanding with others. So life is all about projects. We're, we're work in progress, right? And we're in a way our own little projects. So I think actually it's a very, very catchy and, 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 and really spot on. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Marty, I have a question. I'm so glad you mentioned, you know, you're, 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 you're religious, you're Christian, you have a family, you mentioned your daughter, but also um, 
I'm curious from all these recordings and from everything you covered from other famous um, artists and songs you wrote, what is your favorite song? What moves you the most? Where, what is your go-to when you feel like down and crashed that lifts you up and gives you that extra boost in energy? Hmm. I don't know if it's, you know, it's the same as somebody like you, I would presume you, you don't have one song. It depends on, on the mood or moment. Right. That's right. So you might want to get hyped. So you might listen to a hype song or you might want to cry. You listen to a cry song, you know, you listen to a song that makes you feel like you're not alone in the world. And you listen to that. So it's always, it's always different, but it's definitely not always my songs too like i don't i don't just put on my songs and because sometimes i sometimes i feel i don't know i feel kind of uh i feel kind of like i'm it's kind of conceited to listen to my own music you know in those moments so i don't i don't do it i listen to other people's music in those moments so if it's a if it's a a time where i'm feeling down or something like that i I'll put on a song like Waymaker, which I did a cover of, um, but it won't be the one I did a cover of. It'd be somebody else's, you know, uh, probably Cynic, somebody like her. She's amazing. But, uh, yeah, it, it depends on the situation always. I don't have a particular favorite song that even I've written. I don't have a favorite song. I just have a bunch of songs that are different for different opportunities and different mindsets I was in. You know what I mean? Fair enough. I, absolutely. I totally can relate to that. Uh, thank you. But what is something that you just recently felt like uh, this was something that you gravitate more story, or just something that you just created that you're very proud that has a story behind it, something that really is very close to your heart? I know that everything it is because it comes from you and through you, but I'm just curious, something that you get to say, you know, this really song helped me distill or, or move through crazy stuff in 2020 or whatever might be the case. Well, there's a song that we just did, um, which is going to release soon. But uh, I, you know what? I'll tell you about the one that's already we just released uh, not too long ago. A, a tornado came through uh, Nashville not too long ago last year. Yes. And CJ, the CJ Wilder, the guy I mentioned earlier, who's the only constant in my band besides me, it hit the tornado destroyed his house and all his. Uh, everything he owned essentially. And, uh, so I helped we, me and a other bunch of other people helped him get a lot of his, uh, items that were left out of that area. And when I was leaving, I, this, a song came to me, some words and a melody, and I just put them on my phone, on my voice recorder. And, and I was trying to figure out cause the tornado didn't mess with my house, but I was just trying to I was thinking, man, what, what in the world was that like? Like, cause he was in the house with his children and his wife and he was holding, they were in a closet and he was holding the door shut as this tornado was like ripping their roof off and stuff. And I was like, man, that just seems terrifying. And uh, I was just thinking, what would I, what would I be on my mind? And then all of a sudden a song came to me and I was like, uh, I remember hearing all the noises. All the screams coming from the voices. Alarms went off and we all hear. My heartbeat pounding out of my rear. Look up to the sky and I pray for grace. God, please protect my family from an early grave. Looking all around at the aftermath. Holding on tight to the ones I had. And I did that in a, in a voice memo. And then I sent that to him and I said, hey, man. I said, you want to... uh you want to write this with me? And he said, absolutely. And he was, he was crying, you know, and he, and in the video we released, he actually, that's not fake. He actually is crying as we're doing the music video because it, it's really, it resonates with him a lot more than me, even though that I wrote, I wrote all the lyrics and the melody and he wrote all the music. And, uh, but as far as it resonates more with him, it does me too, but more with him. So because it's so special to him, it's special to me so that's that is beautiful and that offers also opportunity to heal and then process something such a tragic and devastating and right now as we know marty right around the world we see so much more devastation 
through natural disasters, through war and crazy stuff that are happening. Also in the United States, we see a lot of people losing their homes because they can't afford them. They lost jobs. They don't have an income or, or so many other tragedies that are happening with COVID and domestic stuff. So uh, again, that is such a powerful way and I'm sure will resonate with so many listeners and viewers. I appreciate that, yeah. So if anybody, it's, it's out, if people wanna hear it, the full song with the music and whatnot, it's called The Storm and it's available anywhere music is consumed, so. Fantastic, I will make sure I also add the link to that. Um, and I just wanna be cognizant of our time and everything. I, I, I will have so many other questions, but I wanted to ask you in the closing, Marty, what would you like to uh, leave audience and listeners here uh, with because I'm glad you tried and I mean, I'm glad you sang for us, but I also was just trying to uh, see um, just one closing golden nugget so that people can really kind of keep things close to their heart because right now I feel like you at least open my heart even more so uh, with seeing where you're coming from and, and how profound uh, this conversation was for me. And I wanted to just to see uh, how do we carry on that, right? The level of vulnerability, level of humanity and level of, of connection and, 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 and support towards one another. Well, the only golden nugget that I could give would, would be from someone other than me, because I'm not full of those things, but, you know, and I always go to the Bible because that's how I live my life. And I, if, if everybody did, it'd be a cra it'd be a wonderful place because I'm going to, I'll leave everybody with this. This is the greatest rule of all time. And it's called, I believe they call it the golden rule, even though Jesus is the one that said it, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So if people really live that way, if you, if you look at everybody and you go, I would love it if they would, if they were nice to me, I would love it if they would give me attention. And we all want that, right? We all crave other people to, to be nice to us and other people to, to embrace us and support us. So if everybody truly did that, if they truly looked at other people and they said, I'm going to treat them as I would want them to treat me, even if they don't treat me that way, I'm still going to treat them that way. Then this world would be a wonderful, wonderful place. Really would. I can't agree more. And then for someone in my case who lost the home, who was exposed to war and crazy stuff in the world, uh, I, I still live that way no matter what because I live at peace and that's the only way we can have in peace and that's the only way we can show up in such a positive light and hopefully impact you know more people and make a difference so thank you for leading by example and for exceptional leadership and and everything that you do so it's absolute oh. pleasure to get to know you from this side thank you for being so sweet and kind and having me on your show I'm honored to be on Thank you so much. I, I'm not perfect by no means. I'm just trying just like everybody else. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.